is awesome. Jesus is great. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 
Jesus, we exalt your name. Uh, let's, uh, can we just take a moment to say hi to, uh, just say hi to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I'm happy to see you. It's good to see you. Amen. So it's good to see your face in the after teaching series. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord was uh, merciful to us. The Lord has been merciful. We thank God for, uh, amen. amen, for the teaching series. We thank God for how he has uh, <coughs> showed, uh, how he has made himself manifest in our midst. Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, is it okay to just increase my voice online a bit? Seems like it's a bit flat online. Yes. Amen. Amen. I think we can hear me inside here, right? Yes, sir. It's okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Ah. Uh, All right, I was opening. The page to open yet. Amen. Amen. Uh, I just wanted to welcome each and every one of us again. And I'm sure that we are blessed greatly yes, during the, the teaching series. Yes, the Lord has, uh, me, I know God visited us. Yes. And uh, first of all, I would like to appreciate and, and thank. Uh, Pastor Ceci for coming. Amen. Amen. Uh, Pastor Ceci was, as Pastor Ceci is such a great blessing. Uh, he's, a, he's a wonderful blessing. He's so, I, I don't know how to describe it, but he's just so much blessing. Amen. Amen. Uh, I don't know if you, you hear this or if you ever, ever listen to today's message, but I just want to thank him for, for yielding to the Lord, for coming to Winnipeg. The Lord, the Lord used him for us greatly. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, the Lord has used him for us greatly, and uh, it was such a great blessing. For the for the teaching series, Amen. Amen. In the uh, throughout the the teaching series, he was trying to. I know he tried a lot. He tried so much to teach. It's like no, I'll teach, but he couldn't teach. He was just preaching. Pastor says he is a powerful preacher. Wow. Awesome preacher. Mm-hmm. Every time he preach, I just feel like listening to him. Although he tells me, ah, just like, I'm like, I don't know what you are saying, but all I know is that when you are preaching, I just want to keep listening. There's a way, I don't know, there's just a way he breaks the whole thing down. And then there's a way he takes, and there's a way he, t- he takes the word and he just, just marry it with your soul. Yeah. I don't know how he does, no, just, the Lord has just graced him so, so much and we want to thank God for using him for us greatly uh, during the teaching series. Amen. Amen. I'm sure 
uh, himself is so blessed. He's so blessed himself, you know, coming down. Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you for strengthening us here. Amen. Amen. And uh, the teachings were so, so powerful. Uh, one of the things that the Lord did during this uh, teaching series, I mean, one thing I know for sure is that the Lord answered all of our prayers. Amen. The Lord answered all of our prayers. He didn't just answer our own prayers alone. He also answered prayers for Winnipeg. Amen. The Lord answered all our prayers. And uh, it was just so much blessing. Amen. Uh, one of the things that the Lord did during the teaching series is to make the, the spiritual real. Is to make the spiritual real. Amen. Uh, it's possible, you know, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We've been talking about, uh, you know, uh, the spiritual. We've been talking about the natural, right? Yes, the spiritual and the natural. And, you know, for the longest time, it's possible that in as much as we are hearing all those things, it's possible that we don't have entrance into those things. Amen. Uh, it's possible we don't have entrance into those things and all we have been doing, you know, is just hear about them, interact with them, um, do things that uh, seemingly for, thing, for, for those things, right, that seems spiritual, that seems uh, like it is the realm of the spirit. But uh, it's possible that we're doing all that, but we couldn't lay hold of the tangibility and the reality of the spirit. Amen. Amen. You know, the, the realm of the spirit is not meant to be strange to souls. Amen. Amen. The realm of the spirit is not designed to be, it's not, it's not meant to be strange in any way, shape, or form. The realm of the spirit should, is the, should be the natural habitat of souls. Amen. Uh, just that when they ask, you know, in scripture, say an enemy has done this. That's the answer. That's the reason why the spiritual is not natural. Amen. Amen. That's why the spiritual is strange. That's why the spiritual is now something that we have to pray for hours before we move into the spirit. You know, we can pray for hours with no moving into the spirit at all. It's possible. We've prayed. I mean, not that you pray for our, you know, enter spiritual, but I mean, come on. You are praying. I mean, as long as you are play, praying, you know, sincerely, you know, it's possible to pray and pray and pray, especially one of the things that is important is the heart, right? If the heart that is doing it is not, it's not looking for ways into the spirit, right? It will just be an activity, wow. right? But, the, and, and that's because the reason why it's like that is because there's a, there has been a separation, right, between the spiritual and man. If there was no separation, honestly, there won't be there won't be fight for heart to be aligned, or to there won't be something else our heart is looking for. That's just the, that's just the word, right? 
there's a, most of the time our heart looks for other things. Isn't it? Most of the time, other things cloud our heart because they seem so important, so legitimate, legitimate things. And funny enough, those are the things that is worrying against our movement into the spirit. Amen. It takes the help of the spirit to realize those things and then begin to just to know how to separate other things from the natural uh, things that our heart must be engaged in. Amen. Amen. And that was that thing that our heart should be engaged in. It's the spirit. It's the spirit. The spirit we should be drinking, drinking spirit, eating spirit, sleeping in spirit, waking up in spirit. What else? We should be swimming in spirit, running in spirit, playing soccer in the spirit. We should be uh, schooling in the spirit. We should be walking in the spirit. We should be, what do, what, what do we do? What else do we do? All the activities that we are doing, pretty much, they all should fountain in the spirit. Amen. Amen. There is, it, it, it should be, there, without excuse, without excuse, the spiritual, right, must be the, the default set of our heart. Amen. It should be. It should be the default. It's what should what we should be looking for every day, every night, there and then. Amen. It shouldn't be strange at all. And one of the things the Lord did for us in the teaching series is to make the spiritual so palpable. Yeah. If you if you just smell the spirit of the meeting, you can tell that it's almost as if the spiritual is just right there. And you just cut it like bread and eat it. Amen. And that's how the spiritual ought to be around the soul. Around everyone, that's how it is. That's how it should be. It should, the spiritual should be as real as that. Amen. Amen. One of the things that the Lord began to say to us, really, right, is the reality of Jesus in the Spirit. Amen. And I believe the Lord wants us to 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 see. One of the things that is clear, clear, is that the Lord magnified Jesus. The Lord magnified Jesus. If souls have been finding it difficult to have to conceptualize who Jesus is, what Jesus looks like in the spirit, the spirit, the, the, the spirit made it clear and made it made us see that Jesus is real. I mean, how did how did Jesus he's just by words, painting, just speaking, and by preaching? You know, it's true foolishness of preaching, men will be saved. There's no other way we'll see Jesus. If you see Jesus any other way, you've not seen him. If he's not preached. If you see Jesus in a vision, you've not seen him. If you see Jesus, uh, where do people see Jesus? If you see Jesus uh, in the cloud, <laughs> even if you see him in the cloud, that would, be, that would still be a vision somehow. Unless, unless maybe perhaps you see him visibly in the cloud. Say, okay, oh Jesus, I see you now. You're in the cloud. Amen. And the scripture made it clear, before you see him visibly in the cloud like that, you, mo- you must have seen him in your- somewhere first. Amen. Because Jesus talks about him being made manifest. Right? And I think we read that John, that John 14 again. Jesus talked about him being made I don't know for the, for the for, I think that, that's probably where we stopped the last meeting we had before the teaching series. <laughs> We're just reading about Jesus. Amen. And I think we just 
We just talk about Jesus a bit, a little bit more today. Amen. Amen. I don't intend to take our time. Let's go to John chapter, chapter fourteen. Amen. 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 I don't intend to to teach you. I want to preach. <laughs> Amen. If I I don't I don't feel like I want to preach like Pastor Session. <laughs> Amen. You know, I just feel we should be we should be preaching Jesus, eh? Yes, sir. I mean, Jesus is Jesus is the is the focus. Amen. Amen. So it says in John 14, verse 21, say, He that hath my commandment <coughs> and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Amen. Amen. So I will manifest myself to him. This manifest here, you see that the language they're using here is different from the language that they used. Uh, when they were talking about him coming in the cloud. Amen. Amen. But that's also a kind of coming. Right? Because when he was taken up <coughs> in the cloud, angels came and appeared to the disciples and said, ah, why are you standing here? See the same Jesus that you see taken up, he shall come back the same manner. So the same way he was taken, that's the same manner, he will be uh, received again. Meaning that he's going to come again in the cloud. Right? Which is also a kind of coming. It's a kind of coming that uh, Jesus must come. But here, they're talking about him making himself manifest. That's different. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. So Jesus wants to make himself manifest. Right? Want to make manifest to men. Praise the Lord. He wants to what? Make himself manifest to men. And there's a reason why he is doing this kind of manifestation. Right? It was with it was with the disciples, but the disciples, right, uh, couldn't discern who Jesus is at that time. Amen. Jesus has spoken to them. He has said a lot. But they couldn't discern Jesus. There was a time they, they were able to, de- not, not even fully, that God helped Peter identify Jesus. Who do you say I am? He said, thou art Christ, the son of God. He said, ah, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. It's a kind of manifest that Peter saw. Because what he saw is what he said. <coughs> Amen. Because he said, when he said, flesh and blood has not revealed. Right? So, revealing means he saw. He saw something. So, the father made him see that this is Christ, the son of the living God. Right? He's the son of God. Christ, the son of God. And then when he said that, it's in a way, I'm, I'm just looking at it. I don't think you understand what he said. If he did, the next, the next second, he won't see. Then after he said that, then the next second, he was say, be it far from there. I say, ah, I'll show you. Quick, quiet there. Get behind me, Satan. And that's why souls should be careful. 
Just because Jesus is using you now does not mean that Satan can't use the next second. <laughs> and it's true. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, what's it called? What's that word? It's not, uh, we're not trying to scare people. I mean, Jesus, God used Peter. No, no, no. Then the next day, it was Satan that was there. <laughs> That's just telling us the uncertainty of souls when it comes to the world of uh, a revelation, right? Souls must be very, very meek. Meek, meek. Imagine, you know, he was very right in what he was saying because it, sound, it doesn't sound right. Jesus said, I would, I would die. He said, ah, ah. Let it be far from you, man. Where are you going? You cannot die. You. Maybe what's also talking, maybe it's like, like, you know, all of them were eyeing the, the, is it the throne in Israel, in Jerusalem? All of them, they were trying to eye, you know, that's why when he was great. Ah, so, what shall it become? When, when shall the kingdom be returned? Ah, ah. Return to where? <laughs> to Israel? Ah, ah. Look, so all the kingdom I've been talking to you about, you think it's about Israel? Ah, yeah, sorry. This, 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 this engagement is not, has nothing to do with a physical dominion. You notice most of the things that they were looking at were natural, 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 natural. They kept looking into the natural. When they are judging Jesus, they judge, they judge him naturally. Amen. Amen. That's why Jesus needed to go. Jesus needed to go so they will stop seeing him naturally. They need to see him supernaturally in a different way. And that's why God now, Jesus now raised someone else. He, he didn't use Peter. He didn't use uh, Paul, um, Peter. He didn't use John. But me, I feel perhaps <coughs> John, in a way, didn't know Jesus naturally. I don't think he knew Jesus naturally. Why? Because all John, uh, John the Divine. John the Divine, that is one of the disciples of Jesus. Now, John the Baptist, he, he couldn't, he couldn't de- I mean, John the Baptist had a limit to what he could know about Jesus. What was given to him is you will know the Savior. You will know the Lamb. Amen. But the Lamb that you will know, right, is not the glorified Lamb in a way, because the lamb that, behold, this is the lamb, right, that taketh away the sin of the whole world. So, he had, uh, he had, John had a, is it, will I say, is it a commitment, or there's something committed to his hand, is to identify the savior of the lamb, the lamb that was, right, right, the lamb that was, that will be, right? And not the lamb that is to come yet. So it's just the lamb that is just appearing. Okay, I am the lamb. Okay, this is the savior. Why? Because in the allocation given to him, he's not given to see beyond the, out, the court. I would say that. He's not given to see beyond that, right? Because all that John had is just a little before he entered into the kingdom. John is almost entering the kingdom. But they gave him a whole lot of grace, spirit, to identify the Lamb of God. Right? He could identify the Lamb of God 
he could, ah, this is the land. But in a way, he did not know the Jesus that will be made manifest. And that one is the glorified Jesus. Because at the time, he's not yet glorified. In short, the glory that he had then, right? The Jesus had then is a very, 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 how do I put it? Is the glory of Christ in a way. Right? No, my beloved son. My, this is my beloved. It's the glory of the beloved son. The first one. Right? You know, it's two times they, they said beloved, beloved. So the first beloved baptized him. Then the second one is on the Mount of Transfiguration. Right? Just talking about the account of when they talked about Jesus. And all of those times they were talking about him, he's wearing some kind of glory. Amen. Amen. Was wearing some kind of glory. Right. Which, if anyone will see, you need to move into the spirit. Amen. Amen. To see the glory of Jesus, you must move into the spirit. But the way has not been yet made manifest. Amen. Amen. So to see Jesus in all of his glory, you need to make the way manifest. You need to make souls to begin to see Jesus. To identify Jesus. To, but one of the things that is essential, right, is that men must learn to look at Jesus. That's one, that's one thing. Men must learn to look at Jesus. See Jesus. Look at Jesus. Let Jesus be the whole thing. We are born again to learn him. Right? We're not born again so that we can drive car and drive house. And that's why we're born again. <laughs> when we drive house, sorry. <laughs> Build house, you know, buy houses. That's, that's, not, that's not why we are born again. Man. If that's the reason why we are born again, we might as well not be born again. You know why? Because unbelievers are driving car. They are buying houses. Every single thing, right? Every single thing. You can get on earth without Jesus. It's not why Jesus came. He wouldn't come because is it what's car? What's house to them? They are all wretched things. When everyone looks at it, they are nothing. They are nothing. That doesn't mean we can't use them. Right? It's just that our soul must not be in them. The soul must not abuse it. There must not be covetousness. Souls must not covet. Amen. Amen. When covetousness is there, is when there's a strong desire to have. Amen. A strong desire to have is, can, is okay, I want this thing. It's covetousness, in a way. Amen. We must learn not to be covetous. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're just gisting. Amen. We're just gisting and just talking small, small. You know, just gisting. No, I don't think I'm preaching. I'm not teaching. I'm just, I'm, am, I even, am I preaching? It's like in between preach. I'm, I'm trying to preach. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So Jesus says, I will love him and will manifest myself to him. There is a place that Jesus appears in, right? And where he manifests himself from. Is in the spirit. Amen. So that's the reason. So 
Jesus did not just get us born again, give us Holy Ghost just for our own fun. I mean, Holy Ghost is, is fun to be with, right? But it's, Jesus didn't give Holy Ghost for fun. Like it's not, Holy Ghost is not there eh, just to carry gari and, you know, put butter in, you know, and give bread and, you know, Holy Ghost can give bread and butter. Yeah. Like, as I said, it's a bread and butter. <laughs> it's a bread and butter. So when I'm saying bread and butter, I just know where it's coming from. <laughs> Amen. Jesus did not die so that we can have bread and butter. Right? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus died for, for something much more. The thing that is much more is really the pursuit of believers. Really the pursuit of believers. What are we pursuing? What are we going after? The real thing that we should be pursuing and going after is those things that Jesus died for. And what he died for is what he came for. Say, I am come that you might have life. Right? But not just have life. Have it more abundantly. So abundant life, right, is why Jesus came. See, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Praise the Lord. So he says, I would, I would love him and will manifest myself to him. Amen. Amen. So the reason for Jesus being made manifest is so that he can show all those things that he died for. Amen. All the things that he died for are kept inside of him. That is why he will be made manifest. Amen. So manifest means I will manifest myself to him. means I will show myself. I will show myself. Where will Jesus show from? Jesus will show in the spirit. He, will show, he has to show, Jesus has to show up in the spirit. That's just it. You can't see Jesus in the natural. You can't see Jesus in the, uh, well, in the, is he, he said something this morning? In the dream. Oh, you can see him in the dream, but it's not him. You see, see, well, you are, you are seeing the, You can't see Jesus in the dream. If you see him in the dream, it's a different Jesus you are seeing. I mean, it's Jesus. When I say it's a different, it means that he's a, there's, there's, there is a dimension of Jesus that they are caught. They caught to show. Is that one? That, uh-huh, thank you. It's the hologram. <laughs> Honestly, it's the hologram. Honestly. I'm just seeing that. It's, the, it's, holog- it's Jesus' hologram that you are seeing. Because that's not the real one. It's just a projected one. It just send, okay, let's, let's project Jesus. Yeah, so that so can see, okay, this is what it looks like, okay. But to see the real, to see the real Jesus, right, it must be taught. Jesus must come in words. He has to come in word. Amen. Because he has to come in word, that is why everything surrounding Jesus is tied to words. Amen. For example, your Bible. Amen. Amen. Your Bible. <coughs> Your Bible is words. But it's not just letter. It's not just words. It's super. The Bible can be supernatural. To souls. If we position ourselves to receive scripture. Amen. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. The Bible can be what? Super to souls, not just natural. Amen. Praise the Lord. He said, I either at my commandment. You know, I'm not, I'm not talking about that commandment area here because I'm just trying to talk about being made manifest. Amen. Amen. And of course, the aspect of commandment that they're talking about here has to do with words as well. Right? Commandment means word of command must come. Right? <laughs> and when it comes, then souls must, men will have to do those things. Do words. Right? And after that is, is a, almost like a test of can you handle me when I come to you? Okay, first of all, go and do my... Well, let me, let, the test that you love me is you do what I say. So, now, I think that now makes it a whole lot clear. When, when we talk about leading of the spirit, right? What do you think the only... So, most of the time... We think leading of the spirit is just about, oh, he led me today, he led me, ah, God led me. Okay, all right. He led you to do what? Ah, as I was going home today, Jesus just said, stop, turn to your right. See that soccer ball, kick it. After you kick it, money is going to appear. And you can see, and you can see that I don't know why I'm talking about money. But, <laughs> but all of those things, right? Even if we do them, it's actually a training. The leading of the spirit is a training. And the training is for to make sure that souls know how to hear and obey. Hear and obey. That's the real summary of why spirit lead men. You know, when, when the spirit is leading us, you know, it can lead us into things like oh, the Holy Ghost led me to buy a car, buy a house, all those things. And please, I am not making all those things, uh, I am not downplaying them. They are very essential. Anything, anything a child of God will do, you must be led. That's, just, that's a summary of it. Anything, as a child of God, anything you are doing, you must be led. No argument. No, there is no, there is no, is it compromise? As long as you are a child of God, what you must learn is how to be led by the Spirit. And how to be led by the Spirit is not perfect one day. It's not perfect one day. In short, sometimes you even make mistakes. And then you learn and say, Ah! This one, I should not, I should not, I should not be making mistakes. Ah! This one, I didn't, I didn't do well. Though. I, should, I, should, I should play this uh, match again. Right? As a child of God, we must learn to be led by the spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm, just, I'm just hoping to just encourage us today and teach about Jesus a bit. Amen. Amen. And I'm trusting that, you know, the Lord would help our heart to, to keep on the thing that the Lord has established in our heart. And one of the things that is clear that Jesus did is to, to put fire, like you know, we we're praying, is there's a fire burning within our heart. There's a fire burning. There's a fire that has been started. Is a, and if, if, even if there's fire burning already, they've added more coal. Amen. Or oh, you don't think so? They had more coal. And when they add more coal, it means the flame will get thicker and better and more fiery. 
Meaning that our love for Jesus should be more fearsome. Amen. Amen. Our love for Jesus should be more what? Should be more fearsome. We should love Jesus fiercely. Amen. We must move into the world of the, the fiery flame of Jesus. Amen. The fiery flame of what? Jesus is a fire. Right? Jesus is a fire that keeps burning and burning and burning and burning. Amen. Maharavanahata. Jesus wants to burn, right? In heart. Amen. Jesus wants to, wants to burn in heart. Heart should be burning for Jesus day after day, night after night. Amen. There's no day that soul shouldn't be burning for Jesus. When you wake up, you should burn for Jesus. When you are sleeping, you should burn for Jesus. As you are waking up on your bed, the burning for Jesus should be arising within the heart. Amen. Why? Because there is a fire. Amen. In him that wants to burn with your own fire. Amen. Now, when they talk about Jesus, one of the things that you see is that they, like I think we were praying we began to see that Jesus is a flame. Holy Ghost is a flame. The Father is also a flame. All of, all of, all of them are flames. That is why when they come, one of the things, one of the signs of their coming is fire. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many of us know that when Holy Ghost came, the first thing men saw is fire? Amen. The scripture accounted for it that one of the things that the scripture talks about is that Holy Ghost is fire. You know Holy Ghost can be fire. Holy Ghost can be water. Holy Ghost can be wind. But do you know that they are all fire? Have you ever seen a water that is fire before? Yeah, there is, a, there is a water that is fire. Now, this one I'm saying, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Ah, okay. All these ones now are talking about fire. Now it's fire. We're going to talk, let's just talk fire small. <laughs> amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, there's an account of f- of ah, is in Revelations talking about f- water being good with fire. It's, it's, there's, there's an expression of fire that is water. Amen. When you and I think about water, we just think water. You know what? Every time you think about water, you think water quenches fire. But have you ever seen a water that burns like fuel? Amen. Amen. There's a water that burns like fuel. Guess what is that? It's the word. The word of God is water and yet fire. How? When you are reading your Bible, what begins to happen? As you begin to read your Bible, when your faith begins to arise in your heart, what do you think? That that faith is is a fire. It's a fire. Fire in your heart. 
everything that has to do with your interaction with the spiritual, has to do with God, has fire inside. Amen. Amen. The anointing is fire. Maharamata. When you are, when you are anointed, is a fire burning inside of you. When I say you are anointed, I'm not saying you are anointed to just go on the streets earlier. When I say you are anointed, you know you, are, you can be anointed in your room. Yes, sir. In short, those are the mo- one of the most sweetest anointed. Yes, now, the anointing on the street that you know, you pray and then you lay hands and then people fall, the sweet too. Eh? Man, like that one, no. that one, that show, you know, when, when you, go, you go to a place and then you say, ah, in the name of Jesus, you just do throw her like this. You know, you, 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 it's like you are throwing punch. Have you ever seen display of anointing before? Yes, Where men are throwing punch. <laughs> and when they throw punch, men will fall. Wow. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You see, the one that I know is common is garment. Just take away suit, blow suit, and then you see men falling like water. Amen. Amen. You know, it's a kind of fire too. Yeah. Amen. It's an anointing. It's a fire. And you know that will also happen in the world. Yes. You don't have to be, you don't have to be a Christian for that to happen. I watched one, uh, uh, there's a, I think a recent occurrence long, long ago where, I can't remember who her, what her name is, but she's a popular worldly singer. She was having a concert. And all of a sudden, everybody started to fall under the anointing. And they're wondering what happened. They say, <laughs> they, they were saying, oh, something really happened. Why? Because they were almost like they saw something I mean, I, I mean, I mean, spiritual things can be physical. I mean, maybe I don't know what they are saying, but me, I know what happened. The spiritual, not it's not natural. Everybody was slain under anointing. So there was a, it was a set in the front as she was singing. All of them just started to fall, and they were wondering what's happening. They are, they were falling under the anointing. Yeah. Sorry, the world is anointing is a kind of fire too. The world is anointed to burn fire in so in short, fire is the reason why the Lord is also fire is that because your soul is a fire. When I say it's a fire, because it needs to burn. What your soul eats is fire. That's why they have to move into your spirit. When you get born again, the first thing they do is they light a candle in your spirit. And then they call it the, the spirit of the Lord. He said the spirit of, of God, the spirit of man, is the candle of the Lord. Searching all the inward part of the belly. Why is he searching? The spirit is a candle. What's a candle is that which holds fire. So which means... As a spirit, you are a flame. Yes, sir. You have a flame that is burning as a spirit. You are a flame. You are a fire player. If I use the word. You play with fire. You burn. Every soul burns. That is, and your burning is called your desires. Every time you are burning... You are, you are, every of your desire is a kind of fire. Amen. Amen. Which is why the scripture tells you, see, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows all the issues of life. Because you can have, you can have your fla- fire sweet. Your fire, 
can be burning and it can be switched and it will keep burning. You can have a fire burning that has nothing to do with Jesus. You can have fires burning. But Jesus wants his own fire Amen. to be burning inside of you. Amen. Now let's see that, that uh, account of the Holy Ghost. What he said, I just want to talk about that a little bit. In the book of Acts chapter... I believe it's chapter 3. When you see the Holy Ghost come, proper after Jesus left. Amen. And then we'll read Matthew chapter 3 as well. Just seen <coughs> two, sorry. Verse one. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. You see, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Amen. See this one now. Hey. See, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing. So when the Holy Ghost descended, it descended like, like a sound. Amen. It's like all the announcements that they are making has to do with you. Right. You know why? Because you, as a soul, you are a sounder. You are a pie. You are, you are an instrument of sound. Amen. What am I saying? You are an instrument of sound. Every, every creation of God, right, is a creation that is designed to make sounds. Amen. You know, angels sound. You see, like angels, like the sound of a trumpet. You see, in Revelations, right? It said, it's the angel that is talking, that the voice is sounding like a trumpet. Right? That means the, that angel is a, is a, so when he's sounding, his voice is the sound of his person. Amen. And that's the same for Lucifer. That's the same. So we see angels that whose voice is like a trumpet. Now they are telling us that Satan, in the book of Ezekiel 28, right? Can somebody help me read it? Praise the Lord. So we read uh, Ezekiel 28. I don't know why they have to... Uh, okay, let me read. Amen. Ezekiel 28, let's read from verse... Verse 12. Ezekiel 28, verse 12. Mm -hmm. Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest of the sum, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardius, topaz, the diamond, 
the beryl, the onyx, mm -hmm. and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the, the carbuncle, and gold, the workmanship of thy tabarets and of thy pipes. See, the workmanship of thy tabarets and of thy pipes. See, they are see those two instruments, mm. right? Mm. They, are they, they are like musical instruments. See, the workmanship of thy tabarets and of thy pipes. Amen. Amen. You know, we used to talk about Satan. Because we, we saw this, we think Satan is the head choir in heaven. Satan is not head choir. Amen. In short, all level is choir. So Satan is not head choir. The head choir is the Lord Jesus. If you want to know who is the head choir. So Satan is not your head choir. But he has a specific work he's doing. The workmanship of his tabaret. They're talking about the workmanship of his make. How he's made. So Satan is made with an, as an instrument. Amen. Now, of course, when we hear this, we wonder, okay, where are we going with this? And it's very simple. They told us in the book of Revelation, right? That, and I heard the sounds of harpers harping with their harps. Amen. Amen. No, no, those harpers are not angels. They are men. They are men. And they are happy. So, when we think of that, we quickly picture somebody carrying harp, harping, around like David. But it's not, it's not usually like that. They're talking about the playing of their sound. Jesus wants you to sound. As you are sounding, you are burning. It's, a different, it's, it's looking at burning in different states. When you sound, you burn. Amen. As you are, as you are sounding, you are burning. What does it mean for you to sound? It means that you must, you must be seeing Jesus, connecting Jesus, burning towards Jesus. There's what that burning will do to every soul that is burning towards him. As you are burning towards Jesus, Jesus born towards you. This interaction has a way of making you sound. Sound means you be the way you should be. When you are, when you are, you know, when you are moving and you are sounding strange, everyone will know. Ah, what's happening? This, this man, this girl is sounding strange. What's happening? It means that there is, there is no coordination between such a man and Jesus. There's no way you coordinate your movement with Jesus. You won't sound properly. You will sound accurately. You will sound the way you should sound to Jesus, to God, the Father. Amen. Amen. So this tabaret, this, this sounding that they are talking about, that men harp with their harp, and then you have, you have Lucifer here, that have tabaret, pipes, is an instrument of sounding. Amen. Amen. Every man is also an instrument of sounding. So what, when Holy Ghost descended, he first of all introduced himself as something you should be like, sound. It means that it came with the right sound that men should sound with. It's to make sure that men 
knows how to sound to Jesus so that Jesus can sound to them. When Jesus decided to go, he didn't go away. He said, no, wait, I'll give you another comforter. The comforter that he gave is the Holy Ghost. Part of the work of the comforter is to ensure that you are sounding the way you should sound. If it's to ensure you are sounding, it means you must fall in love with the Holy Ghost. You must love the Spirit. Life in the Spirit is something that must be of utmost importance. Amen. Amen. Spiritual living should not be strange to any child of God. The world has made spiritual living strange and make it something, what's what's that thing that makes it something shameful. As you are walking on the street, you can't even speak in tongue in peace. Amen. As you are praying in the spirit, one evil spirit will be looking at you as if you are crazy. But, but you, are not, you are not crazy. Yes, sir. Amen. You're not crazy. As you are walking on the street speaking in the tongue, life in the spirit should be important to heart. Life in the spirit must be important. Amen. How will life in the spirit be important is that the thing that you are looking for must be pertaining to Jesus. Can you move, can you burn for Jesus and forget all other, can, is it possible to forget, to forget all the money you don't have? Is it possible to forget everything? No, most of the things, what we worry about are things we don't have. Then if you if want to take it a step further, <laughs> apart from the things you don't have, is now wanting more of the things you have. You know, man's problem is, is weird. Right? What you don't have, we think. When we have, we want more. So the question, that's, what's the question? Are we ever satisfied? It's not possible to satisfy a soul with things that perish. Why? Because their nature is perishing. So by the time you land in the soul, it will perish. And, and you know what's funny? The Lord did something about the soul. The living soul is actually a test for things that can last and those that can't. When you throw things at a living soul, it will test it. How does it test it? It will use all the pleasure up inside of it. After it has used it up, it will ask, sorry, it's done. What do you have for me? That's what every, everything you are engaging, they have pleasure limit. They have pleasure limit. If you buy a kite, the pleasure inside it is, when, when, when you move into the soul, what is a soul? A soul is an eternal material. A soul is not designed to take things that are temporal. It is Satan that has, made, that has designed souls. To try and fit yeah. temporal things is a means of killing souls, to be honest. Yeah. Satan wants to kill men. And how does he do it? You, you carry something that doesn't last and give it um, and sell it as a pleasure for the soul. Amen. Yeah. Satan will sell it as what? But he knows it won't last. That's why Satan must do all. That is the reason for the face of the covering cast. Is to, is to put spell on men. 
things that has no pleasure for them to keep giving their life for it. Kill for it. Die for it. Go for it. But it has no pleasure. And the Lord ensured that so, living so, must enjoy pleasure. Wherever there is no pleasure, do you know what happens? Depression. Sadness. What else? Eh? What there's no pleasure? That depression is number one. I don't know why. Every time you remove pleasure from the soul, you get sadness, depression, sickness. Amen. Why? Because the soul can't do without pleasure. Can't. The, Satan has sold tangible things for intangible things. Amen. There are things in the spirit that the Lord has designed. On, there's a way God has set it for souls to go after, after him. is by, by taking things and infusing pleasure inside of it. So God takes things. But what I say things is his, is his things. Inside him, who creates pleasure? It's God. It's the person that creates pleasure that knows what pleasure really is. Yes. Satan is a liar. He's a copycat. I don't know. You know, you know, you know the same way in, you know, in this world, we have those that we call copycats. If you just move towards the east small, Right? Not the way, just go to the east small, and then there's a, there's a place called Asia somehow. And in that Asia, there are those that you know we know they are copycats. If you they don't have the they don't have authentic material. If you create a product today and just take it to China, they will copy it for you. Copy taste, but of lower quality, inferior quality. I think there was a time I saw a phone like Samsung. I'm like, ah. And I look at the price. And I'm like, ah. There's something. It's exactly like an Android phone. I think they even named it Samsung. To sound like Samsung. <laughs> I'm <laughs> but I, I say, uh, uh, why are you why are you why are you lying? Amen. They, they are like Satan is like China. You see that copy thing is uh, somehow somehow they took it from him. You know everything that the traits men carry about in something is is from a spirit. Yeah? It's from a spirit. Spirit raised men. Nobody nobody will say that. They grow up by themselves without an influence of the spirit. It is spirit that raises men. Amen. Amen. And God has said this, and you can't you can't change that because that's the original design right from the beginning. God set it such that the living soul must be trained by spirit. That is why when Adam was created, even though he had a lot of spirit, he was not alone. He had a course in the garden which is to learn to be taught. Who's teaching him? He's a spirit. He's the father of spirit that is teaching Adam in the garden. It means that Adam couldn't raise himself. 
If Adam could raise himself, he wouldn't need to be in the garden. Yeah. I'll be learning the father. I'll be learning the father that will come in the cool of the day, in the cool of the evening. Amen. After they've raised him so much, when the voice lands in the garden, he will hear it. Amen. Amen. Do you know you can, you, do you know, I don't, do you know that you can hear voices walking in the garden? Amen. I'm not saying hear evil voices, so. Hear the voice that walks. Do you know it's possible to hear? Yes, sir. Okay, do you know that that is for you to hear? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. No, maybe because we like Netflix and uh, maybe because we like, uh, what's it called? Prime and, and biscuit and sushi. And because of that, we don't think like those, you know those things sometimes don't look real. Right? Imagine, imagine you thinking about a voice working and it's something you want to learn. You know, it's not usually engaging. Uh, that's boring. Why you want to? But have you ever, if you've, if you've tasted pleasure in God, you know that that thing is what, when you, when you hear the voice, have you ever read your Bible to the point that the Bible lifts up and begins to walk? I'm not saying just begin to, the Bible you are reading stands and begins to talk to you. I mean, it's carry you about. Do you know the Bible can do that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah? No, for some people, we think maybe will the Bible become will the Bible become alive and be, turn into a man? No, it's not going to turn into a man. He's a teacher. It's the same operation in the garden, a kind of it, whereby you can be re- you'll be reading your Bible, and as you are reading your Bible, your Bible will begin to talk to you, and it will be as real. As a man standing next to you, sitting as as real as you eating rice and beans, the Bible will become so real. It will become, it will come alive. The Bible can be a person to you because really, it's a person that wrote it. What they kept inside Scripture is really Holy Ghost. Amen. That is why when you begin to read the Bible, the, this, your spirit, when it reads it, it, it magnets the Bible. But the Bible is not an ordinary work. It's an ordinary work to those that read it as if they are reading a textbook. Yeah. No people that are not born again, they want to read the Bible yeah. and then read it as if they, want, they, they, are, they are trying to prove, yeah. okay, let's read it. Is Jesus real? No, it doesn't work that way. The Bible... The Bible can, the Bible is living. It can shut itself. It can open itself. Amen. The Bible can open a world to you. Sometimes you enter Bible, you'll be wondering, am I still in Genesis to Revelation? Wait, am I in Genesis? Am I in Revelation? You want to know where you are because inside this place, this Genesis to Revelation is the same. When the Bible opens up, you realize that Genesis all the way to Revelation is the same. Amen. Well, they are all saying the same thing. Amen. Most of the time, when you are in the Bible, you know, when we do the Old Testament, you know, some people are mighty in the Old Testament. They are, you know, one day will quote, quote, but they are, I want to quote the Bible like they are quoting it. I, really, I would love to quote the Bible, but when, you, when they are bringing the, the scripture out, you realize it's one, one. One, one. I'm like, okay, okay, me too, I want that. But later, I understood that the Bible is the same. 
from Genesis to Revelation. The Old Testament and the New Testament is a different expression of the same message. And the message is about inheritance. And funny enough, what's the inheritance? Just Genesis. If, what, Genesis is the summary of the whole thing. If you read Genesis 1 and 2 and 3, that's the whole Bible. And then they break it down. Why is it that's the whole Bible? Because the intent of God was already revealed there. The rest is men falling and journeying back to God. Amen. It's like you, they left Genesis. Right? God needed to now take man back to Genesis. Where are you going to? Is Eden. You will eventually land back in Eden. You are born again to return to Eden. When man fell, they left Eden. When you are born again, your destiny is to return to Eden. See that tree that Adam refused to eat is for you to eat. You must eat it. And you will eat it. Or you don't think, or you don't think it's possible. Ah, they try to tell us in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel, they gave Ezekiel a book to eat. Say, take if Ezekiel can eat scroll. You know the scroll he ate is not Bible. But you can eat Bible. Amen. They are throwing us something. The scroll that he ate is word. Bible is word. They kept word in a place. So what Ezekiel ate is, is word. So what Ezekiel is eating is water. Imagine what fire. He's eating fire. Amen. So Every time you are reading your Bible, what you are eating is fire. You are drinking water that is fire. Amen. Amen. Now, this one, I remember a friend of mine one time saw a vision. And in the vision, what she saw was water mingled with fire. I didn't know what that means. Which one is water and fire? What does that mean? It's like water, fire inside her head. But I know it's in scripture. Amen. Amen. Water, you should be drinking your water daily. Yes. If if you you wake up, you didn't drink your water, you will be thirsty. And when you are thirsty, you'll be dehydrated. Amen. When you are dehydrated, you'll be sick. Amen. So when we say the scripture is a lifeline of believers, we are not lying. Wow. It's actually a lifeline. Can you live without water? We can only live for some time. So that's to tell us that the water you drank yesterday is not enough. Why? Because after you drink water, feel it, don't you pee? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Is the Lord telling you something? Wow. When you drink water, it passes through your system, it cleanses. Right? Then you pass it out. And then you have to drink another. If you drink the one today, I say, you know what? I've drank water today, right? I'm even using day. On a normal day, you should be drinking water yeah. throughout the whole day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. And it's possible to drink water throughout yeah. the whole day. Yes, not that, it's not just about carrying Bible. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, you have to carry Bible. Mm-hmm. First, when you read your Bible, 
The Bible you carry can be it can be coming to you throughout the whole day. Yeah. And you are drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> it's doing its work. Sanctify them by thy word. Thy word is truth. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. When you hear sanctification, sometimes I feel like there's there's washing with water. Yeah. Right? Sanctification. To make holy, to make clean. Right? Say sanctify. Sanctify them. So when you are drinking water, you are being sanctified. Amen. Is it, is it, is it, say sanctify them by thy word, thy word. There's a, there's, a, there's a link between the word and sanctification. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then you see in Ephesians chapter 5, when say saying washing of the water by the word. Now that might present the body. You know, Paul talking about uh, the body and the bride, right? I'm talking about sanctifying by the washing of the water, by the word. See, washing, word, washing, word. If you want to be washed, you want to live in the spirit. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Fall in love with your Bible. Amen. Amen. One of the, one of the things, when I say follow the Bible, that's not the end, though. Yes, they now need to learn to pray. Yes. Amen. Amen. If you are finding it difficult to read your Bible, pray. And when you are praying, put your heart in Scripture. What you begin to happen is that you begin to journey in Scripture. Yeah. When you pray with Scripture, you journey in Scripture. From Scripture, you just you just you just keep moving. You wonder how is it happening? Yeah. The prayer will open up your spirit to move into the world. Amen. Amen. So if you want to enjoy life in the spirit, I think we'll talk about this a little bit. These two things must be, must be established. You must be reading your Bible. You must be praying. Can you fall in love with reading your Bible and praying more than watching Netflix? I'm not saying you should not watch Netflix. I'm just saying you should love one more. I mean, is it possible to fall in love with reading your Bible and praying much more eh? than the joy of buying a car? Amen. I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, those are the things we talk about. <laughs> Can more than the joy of buying a house? Yes, than the joy of buying a phone? Yes. Than the joy of buying sushi? Oh. Food. You have to add food to it. Than the joy of sleeping? Amen. Those, are the, those are the things that we we fight, you know, in the early, early in the morning when we're about to wake up. We're like, let me just, let me just. You know, those, those are the hardest ones. Amen. Right? I'm talking about the joy. You know, that joy of sleep is not when you are sleeping in a situation where it's not comfortable. It's when you are, you know, that early morning. <laughs> and then Holy Ghost is saying, wake up and read your Bible. And then, and then you're like, Holy Ghost, I'm coming. Give me the next 10 minutes, I'll wake up. And then the next 10 minutes, Holy Ghost, give me the next five minutes. The five minutes will come, the Holy Ghost, ah, I'm so tired. Can I just sleep for one more hour? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If we, if we want life in the spirit, we can't, we can't, we can't re- remove prayer. And word, yes, it can't. Amen. 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 Those are the those are the fuel. Those are the fuel for Bye. fire. Amen. Bye. Now I was saying earlier that the spirit is fire. I was just trying to show us a bit. Amen. 
But I've talked a lot, a lot, a lot about different things. Amen. Amen. So here in the book of Acts chapter 2, let me go back. It says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of, as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. It said, and there appeared upon them cloven tongue like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. So when Holy Ghost came, it came down as fire. Amen. Amen. First, as of sound. What, what is, is, is making a statement that I'm for your soul. Because like I was saying, you, you as a living soul must learn to sound. Since I'm a provision for the soul, I come with a, with a, with a reading, with a sounding from heaven. Why? Because I want to make your soul rhythm, rhythmic, like my rhythm. Amen. Amen. It says, from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, that's another material of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. The Holy Ghost is also, is also windy. Yeah. Have you ever seen a wind that is fire? Yeah. On a normal day, wind. See those things we are talking about, wind, water. To, to us, they are things that naturally quench fire. Yeah. Imagine fire is when you put wind, you blow air. They are trying to quench the fire. In a, in a, in a, if, if, you are, if you are outside, maybe in the summer, and you are outside, and you, you, you light fire on a very windy day, what happens? It goes away. But this, but this kind of wind does not, does not quench fire. In short, it, it, fl- it flames fire. Amen. Amen. Only because it has to come as fire. Because it has to come as love. So, amen. When I say come as love, everything that is fiery has love somewhere inside. Amen. Anything that is fiery is... is, is has love inside. And you now realize that so, living so, has a fiery nature. Because all it takes is fire. Love for things. Souls does not have, soul does not have any other occupation than to labor. What's labor? It's a kind of fire burning. And Satan knows that. That is why he exchanged the fire in Adam for another fire. That over years and generations, the fire that is inside men is becoming less and less and less like the original in Adam. And by the time you look at our day today, what you see in men that don't love God is a, is a strange fire. Amen. Is a strange fire. And when the Lord commanded the priest, right, there's a way he told him to say, you know, like the, the tabernacle has fire all through. Amen. Amen. The moment you move into the tabernacle, the first thing you see is the fire in the brazen altar. That one is very flamey. Right? It's burning with fire. Then you move into the holy place. Then you see another kind of fire burning. Coal. Red. You don't see the flame. Sometimes you might see the flame, but you become invincible. Right? 
but it's a fear, it's a, it's a flame as well. Then when you move into the most holy place, you don't see anything. But there's a flame there. Wow. The flame in there is not a burning flame. It's a shining flame. Wow. It doesn't burn, it shines. Anything that gives light burns. Amen. Amen. Even this bulb is burning. Yes, sir. You thought it to be hot. Wow. Amen. When you look at the sun, it gives light, Abby. It's burning. It's burning fear. In short, the kind of fire that is inside the sun, you don't want to come near it. Then all the stars, see, as they are shining, is a kind of fire. They have inherent flame. It shines. It's a kind of fire. So when you go into the most holy, you see, you don't see any so dark, black, thick darkness. Why? It's because there's a kind of fire. It, the Lord is showing us invincibility. The more you get closer, the more invincible God is. And the, and the more invincible it is, the, the, the different the flame. The readily easy one is the Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire, fire fall on me. The Holy Ghost fire is not for to chase demons, sure you know. <laughs> Holy Ghost fire is not for to chase demons. Holy Ghost fire is for purification. Wow. Amen. Amen. I say, Holy Ghost fire, hey, fire fall on me. When fire fall on you, what will it do? It will kindle you to the Lord. Yeah. When Holy Ghost fire falls on you, his work is to make you born towards the Lord. It's to make you born in the spirit. And when you are burning, eh, the burning is not you chasing demons and killing demons and, and stamping out and, and uh, shooting demons with guns. You know, you, know, you know there are people that shoot demons with guns. See, I am carrying a double barrel in the spirit right now. <laughs> no, seriously, there's a. It's actually it's not a, it's, it's it's funny now, but it's actually happened. <laughs> you carry double barrel in the space and be shooting demons. No, it's not. That's not, that's not what Holy Ghost fire is for. Amen. Amen. No, it sounds like. What do you mean? Holy Ghost deal with, deals with demons, but it's not it's you. It's just your faith. So these are the signs. That will follow them that believe. They will cast out. So, what's actually casting out demons is your faith. It's your faith. So, when it now comes to the work of the Spirit, it's really to make, it's to get you to born. You now see that every time the Spirit comes upon you, you feel the flame. Why? How? By you, 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 you drink the anointing. It's a flame that is burning. There's a burning inside of you, inside within you. And what is that burning for? It's to burn you, it's to get you to burn towards the Lord, towards Jesus. Amen. To keep burning for Jesus. Amen. Everyone wants us to keep burning for Jesus. The fire that they've, they've started, everyone wants, wants us to keep flaming the fire. 
What can we do to flame the fire? Is keep praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Men ought to pray and not faint. If there's nothing we've learned, we should learn that prayer, prayer helps you to burn for Jesus. Prayer is a way of flaming or is a way of burning, of kindling your fire. Amen. And the word. Every time I read my Bible, I know there's a there's a there's a pouring of flame. There's a there's a pouring of oil from the word. And I'm not just reading it to memorize. I'm just reading. I'm just enjoying the scripture, just reading it. And as you read it, you see it's like they are pouring flame inside of you. You don't even know the kind of kind of fuel that they are releasing inside of you as you read your Bible. You, you have no idea the kind of fuel they are pouring. That by the time you decide, you just stand to pray, you just see all kinds of burning. Ah, what's happening? You'll be reading your Bible. And the scripture tells us that reading your Bible, that's what it does. So you shall be like a tree planted. Say, say blessed the man who walk not in the way of the ungodly. Of the, of the ungodly. Not sit in the seat of sinners. But his delight, let's quick skip that. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Can you delight in the law of the Lord? Amen. Instead of delighting in other things, the, what the Lord was telling us earlier is that men have delight. Right? Why do you delight yourself in that? Which is not bread. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 55, we'll read it. I just showed us the Holy Ghost fire. I'm not sure. <laughs> Malachi 3, no, but we read that, we read that. Amen. We read the Isaiah 55. Amen. I'm rounding up now. Today is just, I'm just exhorting us and encouraging us. Amen. Amen. Still trusting the Lord. Amen. So we've, we've seen the fire of the Holy Ghost. I was saying that Holy Ghost is fire. Jesus is fire. God is, I mean, they are all God. I mean, I'm just talking about God. In three person. I mean, of course, may, it makes sense. I mean, doesn't, I mean, if I want to think about it logically, if God is God and is fire, and then he decides to come as Jesus and then the spirit, it makes sense that they are all fire because he is fire. Right? Malachi 3, what does he say? Verse, verse 3. Amen. 
verse 1. It says, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Say, Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. For who may abide the day of his coming, and who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. Amen. Amen. So the message of the Lord whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Who may abide the day of his coming? Or who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then we hear in scripture quickly, just because of time, it says, our God is a consuming fire. The refiner's fire is also a consuming fire. Because it's refining. It refines. And as it's refining, it's also pouring love. Because wherever you see fire, you see burning. Amen. And then the Holy Ghost came as of a mighty rushing wind. Why? It's for to put the fire of love inside souls. Right? Matthew chapter 3, the same point, place where uh, John was talking about Jesus, said, there's a one that come after me. He said, he will baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So, Jesus is going to baptize with Holy Ghost and with fire. Why? 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 Why Holy Ghost and fire? Amen. So it's so that Holy Ghost ensure that you're born. Amen. Because is is Holy Ghost is fire. Then He will baptize you with fire. Means that you will you you can be soaked in born. It means you can born for the Lord more than baptism means to be immersed. If you are immersed in fire, means it means that you can burn for Jesus. It means you can lo- fall in love with Jesus. When you fall in love with Jesus, Jesus will make Himself manifest. Amen. Amen. Jesus will what? Jesus will make Himself manifest. Amen. In short, it is your burning that will bring Him. As you're born for him, he won't have any other option but to come to you. As you are falling, in, there's, a way, there's, a, there's a way you call Jesus. is by burning for him. Calling for him. Falling in love with his life in the spirit. Jesus, I just want to see you. You are praying. You are reading your Bible. You are meditating on the word. Amen. You are setting your affection on things above. Amen. When you begin to set your affection on things above, things above begins to come to you. Things above are things unseen. They are eternal. Amen. They are the original material designed to satisfy the pleasure that the soul is looking for. Nothing can satisfy a soul except the the eternal flame. Amen. The living flame of love. Amen. It's a flame of love. 
is love. Love for Jesus. Love to bond towards Jesus day after day and night after night. Amen. Amen. Heaven wants us to bond more and bond more and fall in love with Jesus. When we fall in love with Jesus, we'll do his commandment. Amen. Amen. We'll do what he says. Are we blessed tonight? Do we, do we, do we love Jesus? The Lord has blessed us and has poured fire with the inside of our soul. But make sure you flame that fire. Don't quench the fire. Quench not the spirit. Amen. Don't quench the spirit. You can quench the spirit. If you take a different water that is not ease, yes. it will quench the spirit. It, it, the, spirit the, the water of the spirit is the only water that burns. If you carry another water, ah, it will quench the spirit. There's another water. It's the water the world gives. It's the wine the world gives. The, world of the, the wine of the world is another kind of water. That when you drink it, you can get lost, lost from God. Amen. And that's what I said. It's seductive. It's seducing. It doesn't take you at once. It's gradual. It's gradual. And what is what scripture says? Guard your heart with all diligence. Are we blessed tonight? Let's just begin to appreciate the Lord. Father, we thank you. We pray for a new kind of love for Jesus. If a new kind of flame for Jesus. A new kind of a new kind of discovery for life in the spirit. We want to fall in love with Jesus. We want, we want to, to bond for Jesus. Can we pray for the for the grace to keep the fire burning? The wisdom to keep the fire burning. The wisdom. You sit and fight all those kind of wisdoms. The wisdom arranged around the kind of activity we do towards things of the spirit. Can we pray for wisdom? Wisdom for to keep the flame of love. For to keep the flame of Jesus within. Thank you, our Father. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for tonight. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Father, for the, 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 the word which you've just spoken to us tonight. We say we are exalted in Jesus' name. We ask, Father, that you would help us to have wisdom to keep your flame. That you will give us grace to fall in love with your kind of flame. That we will have grace to refuse every other flame. Looking to exchange your flame within our heart. We ask, Father, that you will pour oil, fatness upon our soul. That you will give us grace to delight ourselves in your fatness, in your oil. Father, that we will labor for your kind of bread. That all that our heart will burn for is you. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' precious name.